So I want to discuss the very first word of the very first verse of the very third book of Leviticus. Vayikra <laughs> el Moshe, and God called to Moses. Now, if you look at the syntax, it's very rare that it should have said Vayidaba Hashem el Moshe, like it says a hundred times. What's this? Vayikra el Moshe, Vayedaber. He called Moses and he spoke. So the word Vayikra has challenged the commentators. Uh, it is, according to Rashi, uh, it is a Loshan Chiba in the language of affection. By the way, the Nitziv says very interestingly that every Rashi of the very first verse of each one of the five books of Moses expresses Chiba. It's very interesting, this love of the divine for the human. So, Vayikra el Moshe, he summons Moshe, he invites Moshe, and then he speaks to him. This invitation is the affection that God is expressing. But there's a little Aleph there. That little Aleph has challenged us and spawned a huge literature of, uh, we're not going to go into that, but that's an orthography. It's, uh, there are three fonts that the Bible uses. Ze'era, which is these small letters, then the main body font, and then uh, Ravra, the large one. So there are two Alephs that have deviations from the normal font. This Aleph in Vayikra, and then there's the Aleph Ravravi, the large Aleph, in the first verse of Chronicles, which talks about the genealogy of man. So it's Adam, Seth, Enosh. The Adam, the Aleph of the Adam, is large. And the, right, Moses being the most humble of men, Adam before the fall was the greatest of men, right, etc. Okay, but I'm interested in the darker aspects of this Rashi. You want it darker. (laughs) And it says, and he summoned Moses because there was an invitation. And then Rashi quotes the Medrash Rabbah and says the following, but the prophets of the nations, the prophets of the nations, Nigle Alehen, he reveals himself to them, not in the expression of love, let me invite you to the White House, right, with a formal invitation, but Beloshan Arai, in a kind of happenstance way in a way uh, that is transitory. Why? Well, the trigger for this quote from the Midrash is the word Vayikra. If you take away the small Aleph, it is Vayikar, which could mean something very precious. You know, we call the Tefillin Shel Rosh the Yakar. It also could mean, like we said in yesterday's laning of Pasha Zohar, that Amalek Asher Korocho Baderech, the word Kar, he happened to meet you on the way. Something very transitory and happenstance, right? So Rashi 
wants to pivot the Nevi'im of God, the prophets of God, with the prophets of Israel, with the prophets of the other nations. The prophets of Israel, Vayikra, with the Aleph. So maybe the small Aleph he, the Medrash is reading, that you can, you must read it, I'll take this, but this, me, read it both ways. Why? Because the Aleph is small. When it's applying to the prophets of Israel, it's Vayikra. Loshon Chiba, I love you, I'm inviting you before I speak to you. When it comes to the prophets of the world, Mm, there it's just I, I'm going to reveal myself to them which of course is pretty amazing anyway why is he revealing himself to them but he does reveal himself to them but it is in a, an expression of transitoriness and if you look at this page here Rashi doesn't cite the entire Medrash but we must read it by Yikra Rabba chapter 1 Section 13. Yeah. Right? Ein Loshon Vayikar Ha'amur Babilam. So we now fast forward to the prophet Bilam. And there are others. Um, if you go here. Vayovelahim el Avimelech, right? And Vayovelahim el Lovon, Laban, Avimelech, and Vayovelahim el Bilom. So here are three so called prophets of the nations of the world. And, um, and God appears to them as well. But it is in a transitory nation, right? Now, where does this Vayikar? It's, 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 it hints on the fact that it is um, just transitory uh, because it says by Bilam, Vayakar Elohim El Bilam. And God happened upon Bilam in Numbers 23 4. Right? Okay, fine. Very nice. Beautiful symmetry. God loves the prophets of Israel. So he communicates them with an introductory love message by God has nothing to do with the prophets of the world, but he has communicating with them. In fact, what does he tell Bilam? He tells Bilam, and out of Bilam's mouth comes this Matovo Lecho Yaakov, right? We've appropriated in our liturgy, the very first thing when we wake up is Matovo Lecho That comes from Bilam, right? So when God communicates with Bilam, it's trans. It happened upon the way. I happened to see you. I happened you on the way. Very, very fine. But then Rashi quotes another word, Loshon. Right? Do you see that? He comes Loshon. Um, the Nevi'e Umas Olam, the prophets of the other nations of the world. He reveals himself to them in a language of Vayikar, transitoriness, and impurity. Impurity. You see that? Niglaim Arai Vitumer. 
Arai Vitumer. Now, what is that Tumor? Do you see that? What is Tumor? He doesn't quote a posuk. He just says, So what's the Tumor business? Now, go back to the next, to go back to the Medrash in Vayikra, and you'll see what triggers the Midrashic imagination to add not just its happenstance, but its allotion of impurity. What's the impurity? Shenema. And now we fast forward to Deuteronomy. Wow. Right? Suddenly. She's turning into a road trip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the Deuteronomy Pasuk. My seatbelt is fastened. Good. Fastened. <laughs> Devorim, Deuteronomy 23:11. when we're talking about a man who becomes Tamei. And how does a man become Tame, unlike a woman who has a flow? Mm-hmm. Well, he has Mikrelila. Mikrelila is a seminal emission. Okay. The seminal emission comes out of a state of an impure mind or an impure dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wet dream. Mm-hmm. And that makes him impure. Ki ish lo The Mikrelila is the technical term for a seminal emission. Oh, wait a minute. I know that word mikra. It's a pun on the word kra, vayikra. So the, the, the midrashic mind, the imaginative mind says, not only is the prophets of the world in their relationship to the divine something of happenstance and it just happens, but also it is impure as in mikra laila, a seminal emission. How long does a man remain in an Well, that's a halachic thing. Um, He has to go to the mikveh, he has to, right. Okay. Now, if you thought that that wasn't enough, go to the next uh, mashal, which is here. Rabbi Hanina, in his exposition, in the same medrash, Ma bein neviye Yisrael and neviye umas ha'olam. The rabbi said, So I'm going to give you a story. So a man, a king, powerful man, he's married. Well, is he married? He has a wife who's married with a ketubah, but then he also has upilegesh, a concubine. He's not married to her. She's a concubine. So he has a wife and he has a concubine. When he's walking around and strutting around in shallots with his wife and her $4,000 shetel, He's strutting around shallots, right? This is me, this is my wife, look at me, look at me. But when he is hanging out with his mistress, or his pilegesh, he's not so proud of her. In fact, he's quite ashamed of his actions, right? She's a pilegesh. So what does he do? He goes in kind of the hooded, you know, incognito. incognito. Bedrachim nistarot. He takes the back alleys. Keshehu <laughs> matminatzmo, as he, as he, because he wishes to hide himself. He doesn't want to walk around so that people see his flotsy, right? He's ashamed of her. It is an unbelievable mashal. 
Because the reference, of course, is not to any king. It's a parable of the king of kings. As if. Right? Look, a man, he has an official title, he has an official position, he's got an official wife. Okay, but he's also got something on the side. It's his Pelegesh. Well, he's not. He's a bit ashamed of that. So this is all about his shame. It's not about the woman. They're both women, They're both objects. One is an object of his befarhesia to show off how beautiful she is and how she's got great yichas and she comes from a family of other kings, right? So he's he's showing her off. The other one, he's got the hots for, and he isn't going to show her off. But he has desire, and he wants to fulfill his desire. He has the power. It's a trump moment. Now look at the nimshal. Yeah, that's my, my question. Because the nimshal, of course, is an art scrollification and a frumi version of the of the mashal. But but you have to understand the power of this mashal. It is just unbelievably radical. That the only metaphor we can apply is one of romantic love versus illicit love versus publicity versus cover-up versus hiding. Everything sounds so like Washington today. Kach, now the explication. Oh, so we have two prophets. We have the Israelite prophets. Yeah, God's very proud. He'll walk He'll walk around and trounce up and down with them. He'll speak to them in public with a public provocation. But the Nevi'e Umas Ha'olam Elo But those prophets of the nations of the world, who he wishes to communicate with, oh, that's done at night time. Can we go? Yeah. Okay. B'derech Hester, Be'eis HaChoshef, in the time of darkness. Why? She'ein Chavivim Olof, because he doesn't really love them. He's using them for their bodies, for their this, for that. It's an unbelievable medrash. Wait, who's using who here? God's using them. Why would God use anybody? God's God. Well, obviously, God has needs here in this in this narrative. But King has needs. Right. Right. It's an analogy. It's Trump. Right. He's gotta. He's gotta have his stormy Daniels. I don't know why. This is the same from yesterday, yeah. right? Oh my God. So, what does it mean? And that is what I think Rashi means when he says, arrive the Tuma. But the Medrash flips it back. You think that it's Bilam that is the one that is Tome from the Mikra Laila, from a seminal emission, right? That's what it implies. It's very pious. God, in his perfection, has two types of prophets, the good guys and the bad guys, right? So what has the Medrash done? It's flipped it on its head and says, well, not so fast. There was a king, and he had a queen, and he had one, a flotsy on the side. That Balabilam is the flotsy on the side. What are you doing hanging out with him? Excuse me? What, is that appropriate? Is that appropriate for a king to hang out with a Pelegesh? No. And how do I know? Because you went through the back roads. You didn't take her to Shalots. You took her to the red light district, didn't you? Oh, in that case, what does that tell you about the prophets? It's not so much. The whole Medrash has flipped everything on its head and taken it away from the onus on good guys and bad guys and taken it back on, well, who's inviting you to the White House and who's telling you, I'll meet you in the back streets?